Let's open our Bibles this morning to Exodus chapter number 12. I've been preaching in these days on seeing Jesus, seeing the gospel in particular in the Old Testament. The story of the gospel is as old as time. It's older than time. The subject of the Bible is Calvary. That's not just the subject of the New Testament, but it's the theme of the entire Bible, Calvary. And we can see it book after book. I don't know how many of these messages I'm going to preach. I may preach through the whole Old Testament. We may find the gospel in every Old Testament book. Just go along the preaching. But I'm telling you, as Spurgeon once said, take a text, run straight to the cross with it. It's all about the cross. Exodus 12, 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It'll be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your lamb Shall, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb, verse 5, shall be without blemish a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take the blood, strike it upon the two side posts, and the upper door uh, of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast it with fire, his head with his legs, and uh, with the uh, putinance thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I'll execute judgment. I am the Lord. Look at verse 13. And the blood shall be for you a token upon the houses wherein you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, you shall keep it as a feast 
by an, uh, by an ordinance forever. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, we need you this morning. God, I pray, Lord, today, God, that you'd pass by where we're at. Father, I pray that you'd help us. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd touch us, Lord, today. God, as we look for you in these verses, God, you're very evident. Lord, if there'd be one lost, I pray, God, that we could point them toward Calvary. Lord, the freeing blood. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us today to put our mind in the Scripture. Lord, put a guard about our mind. God, that we just think about you today. We'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Through his blood we pray. Amen and amen. So far, we've seen the gospel according to Abel. We've seen the gospel according to Isaac. This morning, I want us to notice for a few moments the gospel according to Moses. Boy, I'm glad, and I'll say it again. I've already said it, but I'll say it again. I'm glad that this is a hymn book. Amen. An H-I-M book. It's all about him. Let me lay a good groundwork for where I want to go preaching this morning. Long ago in the land of uh, Egypt, there was a very strong man named Pharaoh. Now when you study about Pharaoh, his name means great house. And no doubt at this time, Pharaoh was the leader, indeed the dictator of the known world. As a matter of fact, if you'll study uh, the life of Pharaoh, you'll find that he was both the political dictator uh, as well as the religious leader. Uh, as the political dictator, uh, it, was his, uh, it was in his power to collect taxes, uh, wage war, uh, make laws, uh, as well as indenture slaves. Uh, I'm telling you, he was a man uh, that outpowered everybody else on the planet. There was a race of people by the name of the Jews, and of course he had them enslaved by his command. He was a dictator, but not only did he hold political power, but Pharaoh also held religious power. As it was by Pharaoh that the gods of Egypt, the little g gods of Egypt, spoke only by Pharaoh. And so everybody that worshipped in Egypt, if they wanted to hear what it was their God had to say, they had to listen to what Pharaoh had to say. Can you see how powerful he was? And the Jews no doubt felt like they lived a life of hopelessness and helplessness under the heavy hand of Pharaoh. I mean, what could they do? There was no Jew that was strong enough to release them from their bondage. No Jew that could outpower the mighty hand of Pharaoh. I mean, you, you just can't imagine today... In the day and hour in which we live, uh, just how powerful uh, this this man Pharaoh was. Uh, I mean, he was a strong uh, man. Uh, and no doubt the Jews, they cried out in the night uh, and said, God, we need your help. Uh, God, would you raise up a leader? Uh, but it seemed like every time somebody would raise up a little bit, uh, that Pharaoh and his men would squash them out. Uh, but can I report to you this morning uh, that God, 
God had a plan. Because you see, on the backside of the desert, minding his his father-in-law's sheep, there was a man by the name of Moses. And God began to speak to him there at the burning bush. And he sent Moses back to the land of Egypt to deliver his people. And we see the principle taught that we see in the book of Mark, chapter number 3. Mark said, and no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and he will spoil his house. Can I say to you this morning that as strong a man as Pharaoh was, one day in my life there was a stronger man that was in control than Pharaoh. Oh, when I was lost and in my sin, the devil had control. And can I say to you this morning that the devil is a strong man. There was nothing I could do to free myself. There was nothing I could do to get out from under the heavy hand of oppression that Satan had on me. But I'm glad one day, I thank God by the blood. Hey, the Bible said in Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood. Can I say to you this morning that just as the children of Egypt were freed by the blood, one day, thank God, I was set free from the strong man. I'm glad to tell you this morning that a stronger man came by that morning at the Law Branch Baptist Church. I couldn't free myself. Daddy couldn't free me. Mama couldn't free me. But there was, thank God, a stronger man, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. And by his shed blood, he set me free one day. I say, glory be to Lamb of God. I'm glad for the freeing blood. So we see that there was this plan of deliverance by the blood. This plan of deliverance by the blood. How does to look at this great day of atonement, this or this great day of of emancipation, this great day of of exodus out of Egypt, this Passover? And I want us to think about the blood involved. And I want us to see the gospel. And boy, I tell you, we, may, uh, uh, we might get undignified right here in just a minute. That'll be all right. And I say, first of all, we see the appropriation of the blood. The appropriation of the blood. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, before the blood could be used, uh, it first had to be provided. You see, something had to die. There was a lamb that God commanded here uh, that was to be slain uh, and they were to take that blood uh, and put it on the doorpost and the lintel of the door. uh, And before there could ever be any blood applied, uh, before there could ever be any blood applied, uh, there had to be blood appropriated. Uh, How can I say to you, thank God this morning, uh, I'm glad that Jesus died in my stead. Uh, You say, preacher, you just preach the same thing every Sunday. You're catching on. Amen. I got no other message, Brother Neil, but that Jesus saves, Jesus saves. He bled and died for me. Amen. I said he bled and died for me. If that don't do something for you, then you probably need to get in this altar and ask God to save you. Because if you've ever been saved, hearing that old, old story, I stir something up on the inside. Amen. On the inside. I'm glad to report to you today that Jesus Jesus died in my stead. There had to be a death. Now, I want you to think about this. 
It was a proclaimed appropriation. What do you mean, preacher? Well, God said it was going to be this way. Now, I want you to think about something just a minute with me. What a strange way to rescue a people. And I'm just going, this is a strange way to do it. Uh, To kill a lamb, take the blood, put it on the door. All of that's that's strange. And uh, in the natural way of thinking, we'd think, why would anybody do it that way? That don't make any sense. Uh, But you see, this wasn't Moses' idea. It was God's idea. Mm, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, There's a lot about Calvary I don't understand. God sent his son. His son gave his life for an old sorry wretch like me. Boy, and I tell you, that's a strange way to redeem the world. But I'm glad it wasn't my idea. Amen. It was the, hey, it was God's idea. And in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman. I'm glad to report to you this morning that it was God's idea. He sent forth an appropriation of blood that nobody would have to die and go to hell. I said nobody has to die and go to hell, but the blood has been appropriated. It was proclaimed, but then watch this. It was personal. I'm not preaching anything this morning that you ain't already heard. If you're waiting for me to get on something, you say, wow, I never heard that before. You're not going to hear it in this message. But I believe we're going to be able to shout right here. Look here in verse 3, God calls it a lamb. In verse 4, God calls it the lamb. But in verse 5, he calls it your lamb. Now I'm going to tell you something. I grew up believing 